delicious. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It is Friday. End of the week. Heavy podcast week. We did like seven of them. Uh, but nice to see you as always as I drink my delicious beverage. We have a show for you today. We've got lots of stuff to get to. We've got some road rage to get to. Uh, we've got some Tucker Carlson to get to. We got some Trumpy shit to get to. We got some other things to get to, including some drinking things. Joining me again, please welcome back to the program. Man who needs no introduction, but he does need an intervention. Mr. Lachlan Cross, ladies and gentlemen. Lachlan Cross. uh, Bandit Peak, I am a fan. What do you you got to tell people what you're doing? Because what people don't know is that there's an audio version of this podcast. Which oh, that's right. Your podcast and there's a video version, right? We're video yeah. too. Cryo I'm Media on YouTube. Friday. Dean Blundell show on YouTube. Yeah, well, it's Friday. And I just want to remind everybody, Lachlan is the drinker of the group. I am sober. Our guest today as well is sober. Soberish. I'm soberish. Don't you get into that? You're California sober. Yeah. I love the guys that smoke weed. Uh, they're on a bong all day. They're like, I haven't had a drink yeah. in five years. Yeah, I'm not on the bong all day. That's different. So you can okay. go ahead and do what uh, you know misinformation outlets do and paint me as an alcoholic because or a, dr- a drug addict because I've had <laughs> I smoke one joint. Listen, before I if go you're to gonna bed, do if you're gonna do one a lot, yeah. which I I do, I do this one a lot, right? And you do the other one. A, uh, I think you you have curtailed yeah, right absolutely yeah yeah once in a while back. at night yep okay now if Cannabis. you're gonna do more if you're gonna do one every day or a lot the one you're doing makes way more sense don't get me wrong i understand that now i i have cautioned people over the years because i'm now 54 i turned 54 on wednesday congratulations okay? and Happy i birthday. grew up i grew up with thank you i grew up okay. with hippies so i grew up with chronics i grew up with guys that got up in the morning rolled smoked rolled and to got pack, on with their day yeah and did that all day and those guys they turn something happens a switch goes off and it's about 15 20 years in and then they're the ones that are canceling their credit cards because they don't want the government to track them like they go deep right they start making their own like sauces and then they that that morphs into making their own clothes like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah they got a beehive in the back the government's yeah. the, the government's tracking them uh-huh. they don't have they have landlines they don't have cell phones uh-huh. but i listen i don't know what it is but it i've just noticed that sort of like long term chronic and i'm talking you got you got to go hard you you can't it, yeah, it's, it's like not, a 20 30 it's year chronic thing it's the it's the guy that has the beard and he's got all the pock marks on his face and he's like i feel great i look great i feel great and you're yeah. like dude don't you want more in life and he's like no i just need a bag of weed and like a two bedroom apartment that's all i need and i respect those guys though right i do yeah. i respect those guys you don't often see like potheads at the side of the road you know, smoking out of a paper bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. Well, you see drinkers doing that, to my point. Um, and you sent me a text today that I thought was very interesting before the podcast. So I want to get to that real quick. And I quote. On my way home late, I just have to stop and grab beer. <laughs> late for a podcast, a sponsored podcast. I'm late. I don't care, guy. I don't care that I'm late. I don't have any beer. Uh, I got to stop and get some. I can't go after the podcast. I need to go now because I don't feel like going out later. So hang in mm-hmm. there. Now, that would be what some people call 
a red flag joining us to talk about that today's guest from the dude did will podcast we're not doing this no yeah we are no we're not <laughs> doing we're not yeah, doing we an intervention yeah. on lock Brent and Donald. So <laughs> intervention hey guys intervention. what's going on lock I haven't seen you in a while buddy how you been he looks I've been swollen, good. Eh? I've been he looks good. a little looks a little drunk looks a little hammered maybe he's not doing well it was yoga it's i'm a little i'm a little uh I I have I just got home from yoga. Okay, yeah. on my way home from yoga. Yeah, I stopped and got pho, and I grabbed oh. some beer. Stop calling it uh, a pho. It's pho. Uh, no, it's, no, no, it's and pho. so I haven't even had a chance to drink no, more than one. I'll crush one here soon. Oh, by the way, we're recording this at four fifty three in the afternoon. Sorry, four seventeen in the afternoon. It's two seventeen in the afternoon for Lachlan. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to point out that he hasn't had a chance to have a beer yet, Brent. Now he's got one. Yeah, yeah. Generally, one yeah, I I get started around this time every day. Anyway, the the uh, evening ease in. Oh, I used to love the evening ease in, right? But I would start the evening ease in at like one. That's why I can't drink. <laughs> evening ease in starts at like noon. What about ten thirty? Is there a bar that's open? Uh, Brent does a podcast called Dude Did Will. He's also a touring manager, so he does concerts and he understands how concerts work. So we're going to tag him in to talk about the incredible show Tucker Carlson put on in your beautiful province of Alberta coming up in just a couple mm-hmm. minutes. But I want to I want to continue on with this drinking thing because re- this is Lachlan's intervention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these. I love it. I love it when you bring me in on a friday and we have a talk about you know, as you sober, crush pints soberness yes i love it yeah um no it's not about your intervention dude but brent did a, a great podcast so he's uh, one of my sober guys he's like he and i quit drinking roughly around the same time what are you five years now brent five years in five years in uh he's got a big job he manages tours he's all over the place it's tough for a guy like him to not drink it's tough for anybody not to drink if they not like drink but now he's starting to talk about it and he did this incredible podcast a while ago where he talked about his sober journey on his own and um did you ever think you'd be here you ever think you'd make it five years when you started like as a lot of people you know when you hear people are like i've been sober 10 years you're like are you insane dude you ever think you'd be here uh well you when you started it started you, you started as day one and then it's 30 and then it's 90 and we kind of touched on it before i'm a i'm a proponent of 100 days yeah so it's like sort of like you get you get your emotions you you go up and down through that process and then after 100 days you can decide where you want to keep going then i was like a year and i'm like well that's a new zero number and then you just start working your way towards it and find other things to do you know as you're getting through the process now mm. five, year five was like a milestone one for me which is why I, I did the um the the show because it was a bit of a, 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 a like a minor stress thing where i was like can i have a drink again or can i have a you know can i uh do i have the tools and and i'm and i'm good and i can i can get back to it and 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 do the friday the evening ease in lock and i was like can i can i you know balance it and bring it in because five years to me was like such a long way away when I started at, at day one. But now that I'm here, it's like kind of the new zero. But now 10 years seems so far away. So mm. it was just this kind of like battle I was having uh, mentally where I was like, do I got this? It just was a five-year reflection of do I have this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know. Guess you do. I guess guess I do. you do. You're still on it. You haven't had a drop five years? Is that it? Not not one iota not of alcohol. One. Nothing. I mean, there was a there was a. I was given a non elk. Uh, I I ordered a non elk beer in Oslo, in the summertime, yeah. and the the bartender brought me the real version. Did you drink it? I got about a quarter of the way in, and, and you're I like I feel great. Oh yeah, and then the guy comes <laughs> run, guy comes running over. Well, I was kind of doing like you know like you you kind of do like my eyes are blinking 
bigger now. And I was feeling a little bit weird. And I was like, okay, whatever. And, uh, and then did the you, bar- you didn't turn into like Jekyll and Hyde. Did no, you? the bartender like, oh, ran right, over. Go. Bartender ran over. He's like, who is the non-elk beer for? And I'm like, me. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, what do I do? Do I keep going? I mean, I'm already in. So I was like, no, but it actually messed me up for like a half a day. Cause I was like, fuck, did I just burn all my days and everything? No, no, not, not like drunk wise luck. I meant like the streak was over. I thought like, the streak oh, was over. over. It's like, it oh my God, I, put up, I understand. Plus, the, it took me a moment to get there though. You know, Brent, you the something they don't tell you in there. Did you see that empathy? He's like, ah, it's your fault. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I, that, that, that's what, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to tell you. Uh, what no one knows. Listen, there's no such thing as non-alcoholic beer. Right. There's alcohol in all of it. Absolutely. They just don't tell you. It's just it's it's an optical yeah, illusion. But you have to drink like four thousand of them because it's well, like made five percent. To you that point, you have to though, literally drink four hundred beers to get a buzz, and I just can't pee that much. To so that I point, Locke, though, it was funny because I had I reached out to a guest that I had had on my show before, Claire, who wrote the Sober Diaries book, and I was like, this just happened to me, and she said to me, she goes. Uh, to your point, Locke, but she said to me, people have no idea what's like well, alcohol is in the orange juice. There's alcohol in so many different products that people don't that, that don't know. So, you know, she just kind of backed up what you said. She's like, it's not your fault, but it, it kind of yeah. messed me up for a couple of days. mouthwash, rubbing yeah. alcohol. All NyQuil, Ny- dude, every medication yeah. that you take when you have a cold. Like Bad you coffee, never probably. cold if you're an alcoholic because everything has alcohol in it. I remember when I quit drinking after the first year and I had this terrible cold to the point where I'm like, I just need, and I wasn't sleeping, wasn't smoking cannabis, wasn't doing anything proactive for sleep, like nothing. So I'm like, fuck this noise. I'm going to go get some NyQuil. And I, you know me, right? Locke, I'm like you. I'm like, uh, dude, I'm like at, at the very center of my heart. I'm like, let's overdo it and see what happens. So I go get some NyQuil. <laughs> I drink half the bottle and I am hammered. Like I'm hammered oh, and I'm yeah. falling asleep. And I'm like, I look on this thing and I'm like, oh, there's a ton of alcohol in here. <laughs> and I and I literally had like the next morning, I felt this incredible shame. But truth be told, it's got nothing to do with the streak, does it? It's got to do with how do you feel like or have you dealt with your shit? Have you gone through your stuff? Because, you know, the time you get away from whatever it is that you use too much to be able to get away from life. And and I'd love your thoughts on this. Not yours, Locke, because we know how you deal with <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to weigh in. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> By the uh, way, this is this is riveting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this is an ongoing discussion. Drink, drink your beer and relax. No, it's just a check-in, dude, because we're going to get to uh, whether or not you put vodka in the water in Alberta in just a second. Um, so, but but that's what a lot of people, you know, in your situation, my situation, where you've got a few years of sobriety, you know, when you get into that point where you accidentally have a drink or you're thinking of having a drink, man, it's amazing what that does to your brain, isn't it? It's like all, all it is is liquid. You didn't have an intention. And all now you're panicking going, am I back in the soup again? Does that mean I'm fucked? Like, so or you're like, through that. oh, wow, I wonder if the whiskey tastes as good as this beer did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to love Jameson. Maybe I can accidentally have some of that. Oh, that's right. I'm going to call up my pals over there and be like, I'll be over in a, in a day. Yeah, yeah it yeah. kind of messes you up you know, on that side, but, um, block, it was more, it was, it was funny because Dean and I were talking about this a while ago about new year's resolution. That's where this kind of came from, where it was like, this is usually the week or the end of last week where people have given up on their new year's resolutions, which includes going to the gym and drinking and all that. And that's usually the time that you got to power through. So that's, that's really where the core of it came was like that five year thing that happened to me, like where I got across over five years at new year's. And then how many people, started on new year's day 
to maybe not drink yeah. or, <clears throat> or feel better mentally or do the whole thing and have stopped now at yeah. January, January 26th. So they stopped because it's too hard. And I'm, I just said to Dean, I'm like, I think people need to know that it is possible. So you, can you know power, what? You I can power through. Yeah, it was a great all, podcast. You do a great job aside. talking about it. Sorry. All sorry. kidding aside, I think anybody that attempts to try to make a change in their life, whatever it is, if they're going to exercise or, you know, get more sleep or quit Stop weed, masturbating quit, in public. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. What <laughs> And all those things are very difficult. And I honestly, man, I'm I um I'm on your side if 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 you're trying to to make your life better, right? I just I think what happens in society today and and this is what I caution when people are talking about it. And all kidding aside, both you two are the furthest thing from a no uh, uh, annoying sober people. Uh, I will tease um uh, Dean about it occasionally, but you guys aren't that high and mighty that what's wrong with you you need to quit cuz i quit that attitude i'm telling you right now that is counterintuitive to um to to helping anybody out i think the way you guys have handled it and i've overheard you guys have discussions with other people that are struggling it, it's it's um it's not healthy because everybody has to get to a point where they make their decision on their own. I remember when I was trying to quit smoking for 10 years, um, my wife, I, I think about year two or three of me failing constantly, and I'm on the way to the store to buy Colts, the wine tip Colts, because that was Ooh, one of the strategies to so quit delicious. smoking. <laughs> and um, and uh, I remember she caught me with them smoking in the backyard behind the garage or something. It's always really shitty eh, when your wife catches you and you're trying to quit yeah. doing something and you're hiding like a three-year-old and then she sees you. Up to like, that I'm point, I'm a fucking grown-ass man. Why am I sweating? Why am I, I so scared right now? <laughs> Up until that point, though, Dean, I was just telling her that I was shitting behind the shed, right? <laughs> That's one does. Yeah. So anyway, she comes around, she catches me, and I'm like, she kind of gives me the look. And I said to her, I said, you know what? I got to be honest with you. If this continues, it's over. I'm gonna smoke till I die. <laughs> you gotta I'm let gonna me show you. You gotta let go me for do lung it on season. my own. Yeah. And she went, and I could see my wife's a smart woman. I could yeah. see something clicked, and she realized that she had to stop. And then when she stopped, it only took me another five years, six years to quit. Perfect. <laughs> but dude, you you put a warning shot across the bow. That's why you've been married for 30 years. It's why I'm divorced. I Lachlan, never did that. Lachlan, I would just your, run away. Your, your point though, like I'm not part of any of those groups either though. Cuz I don't want to hear about no, it. I don't but I'm saying I don't want to hear yeah. about it every day too. This is my personal thing. And if people reach out and they go, "How did you do it?" Especially in my business with with concerts and touring and back, backstage and blah blah blah. People are like it's every it, it can be and you can it can consume you, which is why I stopped. But it's also like you know, I don't want to hear about it every single day. So someone yeah. comes to me and goes, Hey, but I, t I will tell you one thing locked to that point though, is like in that, I try to keep those episodes relatively to a minimum, but I can say that I have been contacted by a substantial amount of people that are like, I just didn't. People need help. I and if you're, any, if you're at a point, anybody yet, yeah. when, when you're at a point and you need to, to you need help and you're reaching out, I, Dean yeah. and I had a conversation the other day about, about my drinking. 
And this is well, how let's I be fair. It. We had a conversation. You talked about it. And I just said, yeah, whatever, man. Drink. I don't consider this a problem. There's other problems. I'm just <laughs> using this to mask the other problems. issues. <laughs> so I'll work on the other problems. Which will help the other thing. And then, you'll and then I stop might stop drinking. Yeah. And then <laughs> I might have fun continuing drinking. To each their own, pal. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can say that with confidence. Is it? I know you are not an alcoholic. You just enjoy having your pints. Uh, it doesn't present a problem in your life. You're highly successful. You oh, get your shit done. I am an You're alcoholic. That works. I mean, if okay, you look you it up, if you look up the actual definition <laughs> of alcoholism, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a strong possibility that I tick off all the boxes. Here's a question I have for you, Brent. Before we uh, pivot to Thousands of alcoholics showing up for a Tucker Carlson show. Um, oh, no. Here we go. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, do you um, do you consider yourself an alcoholic? Brent? Mm. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, had because, this conversation uh, with Jimmy it, Jerome a while it, ago, and we were talking about it. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I don't know that I subbed to the whole idea that it's a disease. I don't know that I subbed to the whole idea that you're going to be an alcoholic for the rest of your life if you decide that you have been able to get on top of drinking. I would suggest that that would be the opposite. Um, and it's a weird conversation to have with people because you respect the alcoholic, right? You respect the fact people identify as someone who's flawed. But I think at the same time, it's just weird. I think it's a disease. I, I, I read Matthew Perry's book and it's very, it's very, he, he made a quote in there about yeah. it comes, it doesn't, it, it can't wait for you to be alone. So it's just, a, I don't want to get it like, too far into it, but it, I don't think that like, I think I maybe caught it before it was going to that spot, but I definitely do and have been around and I can, I can say that I'm like, well, I'm not that person. Cause I don't, you're talking, you're talking about the wake and bake and, and, and some of the things that weed or other things that people do. I'm not the wake up, have a vodka, start my day or it was never that person. It was always after show post couple extra <laughs> drinks. And, and then it's just like, I, I gotta, I gotta stop it because it, I think it's going to get to a point of a, of a thing. So <clears throat> That was my struggle coming up to five years. I, by definition, I would say no, Dean, but uh, but I do believe it is a disease. So we just got to get on top of your public masturbation problem, and then we're good. Well, I mean, I do. By travel the way, a lot. I do travel a lot. You got to leave it around. Well, that's why it's hard to catch you. I will, I will say this: <clears throat> you guys and what You're you everywhere. went through, yeah, and then your sobriety and hearing you talk about it. And listen, I don't like to compare. But I remember um, having a significant, there was a moment in my wife's life when she stopped calling me an alcoholic, when she met somebody that I know that is actually an alcoholic, right? who gets up in the morning and has the shakes and puts something in his coffee and then plows through all day. Yeah. When she met him. We stopped talking about my my alcoholism. Yeah, she was like, "You're awesome." <laughs> that's not even fair to do that because everyone it's different Dude, levels. But listen, that. there there are addicts out there, and and you brought up. We've talked about some of these guys, and I've known some of these guys. I've worked with some of these guys, and listen, there's a difference between what you went through, Brent, and what you went through, Dean, and how you felt. And then seeing some of these guys that literally snorted their mortgage in a month. Like, I mean, I, I've hung out with some guys that were like hard. They went hard in the paint and did so many chemicals 
that somebody was driving around their house on weekends, taking their cars away from them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's levels there's, and, there's and, and I, like, levels. yeah, like yeah. I, I, I knew one guy, we weren't very close, but I knew one guy and we all knew he was a great drinker. Um, and he would quit. He would go for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever. And then you'd see him at the bar and you'd be like, Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Mike? He was like, good, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure you're good? And then you'd see him like four days later. Not so good. Not stopped. Yeah. 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 He had not slept. He had not stopped. He had not been home. And that guy was getting shipped to yeah, like retreats in the woods in Revelstoke for six months. Yeah, good. Hopefully you got his shit together. Dude, that yeah, might be you I, next. You know what? Fucking get yeah. your shit together. Hey, yeah. get your shit together or else you will be dragging you to Revelstoke. Just letting you know. I could Stop use a little care. time in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's in the water in Alberta? Tucker Carlson was in town. Did you go? Uh, Locke, did you go? Tucker Carlson, noted no white supremacist, uh, guy without a job, lobbyist for Hungary, lobbyist for Russia, lobbyist for Putin. Uh, gets invited to Alberta two nights, actually two shows in one night. Maybe it was two nights. I don't know if it was two nights or one night. I can't tell you. It was one uh, night in Edmonton and then and one, one night, night in Calgary. Calgary right? Yeah. Um, we've got some audio and some video to play for you so you can have a look at it. What was it called? Liberate Canada. It's called Liberate Canada. What a tool. From the United States of America where they have a school shooting every half day uh, where they've got 400 million guns, uh, where... Percocets get handed out like literally in inconvenience stores. Uh, they do not have health care. And he came up here to liberate us, which I thought was very cute, uh, but caused a crazy. major problem because he's also a massive fucking white supremacist. And he's also a piece of shit, isn't it? No, he is, dude. Like he's, he's gone off. He know. has gone can off. Say, no, hang he on. He's a white he's supremacist. A white... No, he is. Okay. He's gone off on immigrants. Is people he going to clown and yet probably he probably had he's probably got a hood in his in his in his Honda Accord. Um, and he is a terrible, terrible human being. So, you know, if you remember about a year ago, Tucker Carlson was like, <clears throat> Fox News, we should invade Canada. What a shithole. What a what a commie destination. What a dictatorial, tyrannical shithole. Blah, blah, blah. Convoy, blah, blah, blah. Trudeau, blah, blah, blah. Disgusting dump. I love Canada. We should go save it. Why are we spending our money in Ukraine? Let's invade Canada. Why are we spending our money here? Let's invade Canada. Dude has been on the O Canada train for a long time. Had a whole feature about Tucker Carlson or about him, how he was going to help take down Canada on behalf of MAGA and behalf of the movement. If you remember, that was part of his sun tanning thing where he was like, hey, why, why are people sun tanning their balls? It's good for you. Remember that whole ball tanning thing? So anyway... After sewering Canada, your premier, Danielle Smith, maybe the dumbest human being in Canada, uh, invites him up. David Parker from Take Back Alberta. He's like, he pays the freight. Um, and he comes and does two shows, one in Calgary that didn't sell out, which they said was a sellout. There's about 4,000 people in a ballroom. It wasn't. It was about 2,000 people. Uh, and they had to give out 2,000 tickets. And then he, a couple of days ago. Oh, did they Edmonton, paper it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely papered it. And a couple of days ago in Edmonton, I want to bring this up because I don't know if you know Dale in Edmonton, Lachlan, but he bought 3,000 tickets. Uh, this is on Instagram. Grabbed this yesterday. Uh, do you know anybody who wants to see Tucker Carlson January 24th, Edmonton, Rogers Place? A donor bought 3,000 Edmonton tickets. 
And we're about to give them to people who are serious about attending. Dale's assigning names, cell phone, postal code, and email to the free tickets. For every 100 tickets that you assign, you get a VIP ticket. For more information, call Dale at this number. So if you know Dale, or even if you don't, take this number down, 780-878-8787. Give Dale a call. He might have some extra tickets if you didn't go, so you can feel like you did. Um, But he was all time. So they papered the event. And we have proof. Brent runs concerts. We're going to get into the content of it. So Brent does. He's been doing it for a while. at The highest level in the world, all around the world. You told him he's in Oslo. I don't know where you are today. doesn't really matter because you look good. But um, what did you make of this scene, Brent? Because this was apparently a sellout at Rogers Place in Edmonton. These are people who no one's admitted to going. I can't find anybody who will come on the show to talk about going. Lachlan's been looking for that person for the last, I don't know how long. Oh, Lachlan's talking to Dale. 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 (laughs) I can't hear you, Dale. (laughs) Dale. Dale with the tickets, with the Tucker Carlson tickets. Do you have tickets left for the Tucker thing? Did I miss it? Dale, I want tickets. <laughs> the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by FactCheck.io. FactCheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. .io. Back to the show. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources, and there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. He wasn't responding to me. <laughs> <clears throat> That's because it was, it was a couple, day, couple, couple days ago. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> um, 
So, Brent, back to occupancy. The uh, uh, Rogers place holds what twenty thousand people? Not people quite. It'd be like uh, nineteen. I don't know what the official is like eighteen, nineteen seventy-eight or something like that. Big venue. Um, said it was a sellout. Is that a sellout, Brent? Well, you can tell because the top section is completely curtained off. Yeah. Uh, which is a substantial amount of tickets. So, sellout based on how they set it up. Well, we know that uh, Dale bought 3,000 tickets, so we know there's some comps out there. Uh, perhaps they decided to sell up top and didn't and moved everybody down. But that, my friends, uh, is not a sellout. No, but what's happening here? So they've got this is Edmonton. This is where Lachlan, this is what he missed out on. You can see all those really happy white people with their arms crossed going, yay, yay, Tucker Carlson. Um, and this is Rogers or Rexall. What do they call it? It's not Rexall anymore, right? It's Rogers. Um, and uh, it's half. Is this half of the actual arena? Is that what we're looking at? So the lower, lower bowl, bowl and, and lower, bowl, lower bowl and floor. So that, that would be about 10,000. I don't think it's quite that. I bet you it's closer to 75, 7,500. Like yeah. Okay. Something like that, because you've got, you know. That's how the Doobie Brothers was set up when I went. Yeah, you've got different concert setups. You've got, you know, half arenas, full arenas. But when you when it goes up, you know, you you basic, you go, hey, we, we think this thing is going to sell out. So we're going to, you know, scale it accordingly. We're going to, you know, the people on the floor are going to pay this much. And the people in the lower bowl are going to pay this much. And the people upper uh, are going to pay this much. And so either they decided that they were going to scale it to just the 7,500. So based on that. Looks like they got 7,500 people. Uh, but if they would have actually, you know, thought 19,000 Albertans were going to come and watch this thing. I think they, we, you we know what? See a, we wouldn't see a curtain. Brent, Up top, I, you wouldn't I, see the entire, and, and traditionally the upper bowls, you can fit more people in, right? Just because of the way that arenas are configured. So they've, they've literally taken out most of the seating on the, like all of the seating on the upper bowl. So that to me, and I'm just looking at it, it, looks like half or three quarters of the lowest bowl and then some floors. Is that correct? Is that what you see here too from configuration? Yeah. So either they, they either, you know, I, I didn't see it on sale. They either put it up on sale with the lower, with the uppers uh, as part of it. And then it didn't sell and they moved everybody down or they scaled it what's, what's or they the scaled point? it. I mean, I, I think we should just chalk it up as good. It didn't sell out. Um, that doesn't mean that in my opinion, the, the way I look at this is there is, can I do some math real quick? Can I do some math real quick before you get there? Cause, cause I, I, I want your opinion on it. I do, but I want to do some math based on what Brent said, just to kind of set the table for you're going to say, and where we're going to go with this con conversation, because, you know, if you were on social media, both shows were sold out. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson was coming to town. He was going to save Albertans. He was going to liberate Canada. Couldn't get a ticket. $1,200 seats. That's what they were selling for. Uh, to your point, those $1,200 seats, specifically the $1,200 seats in the lower bowl, um, half of those were comped. And so let's just look at let's just look at the total amount of people that were there. If you say around, according to your eyeball, your professional eyeball, 7,500 people that you kind of looks like you saw there. And if 3,000 tickets were bought by one individual named Dale, who Lachlan just talked to. <laughs> so that's 4,500 seats, right, in a 19,000-seat arena. Now, do you think Dale was the only person to buy comp tickets and give them to churches like Dale did? No. There were several other organizations, including Take Back Alberta, including the UCP, 
who paid for tickets with government credit cards, that much I know, to give out to people who were going, right? So you're looking at maybe half, half of the amount of people who showed up, so half of the 75, so 3750 who actually paid in a province of four and a half million people. Uh, that's not a great draw. And everything that you see online where it's like, this has been incredible, is not that incredible. It is yeah, but it's not the first lie. organization to lie about how an event is being, you know, sold. No, no. right. No, totally. So anyway, didn't I mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I, and the thing is, I, I mean, I just, I think the, the frustration I have with it is uh, what are you trying to say, Dean? Are you trying to say that this is, this is an extreme point of view and that people that have extreme point of views only bought tickets. Good. There was still 8,000 people there. 8,000 people gave up their Wednesday night in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and went and saw this idiot talk. I think there should be oh, some yeah. concerns about that. We did the same thing. You, I mean, when the convoy started, you were like, everyone was saying half the country is going to go. And then, and then we're on the podcast making fun of like, you know, oh, there's only a hundred cars. And then it ended up being quite a few thousand people in Ottawa. And then it ended up being a problem. There is a, there, there's a growing dissension in this country and it has been getting worse. Um, and, and it, it's concerning to me that somebody with that kind of a message comes to town and whether he sold 2000, 3000, 5000, 8000, could have sold 19,000 ticket. It's concerning to me that he built all those people out of money and that there is that growing number of people that want to pay to see that idiot talk. The guy wears khakis and bow ties and, and he's some sort of poster child to, to save us all. And like you said, he comes from, you know, the United States of, of America where they have massive problems of, of their own, right? Like it, it is, it's concerning. I think, I think that should be the conversation we have instead of pointing out how many people went to Calgary and how many people went I to think it's, I, I think it's part of the conversation. I think it's just uh, frustrating to sit here and have a conversation about, right. I about. I don't care. I love it. I love it because it's part of the a conversation. Tool. The, the, yeah, totally. the guy's a tool. He's totally. a complete and he, idiot. And, he and he not only that, it's a scam. When he got there, it's totally a scam. The, the concerts were a scam. Uh, this was, and I'll tell you why they did it. Look at him. Look at him. He pissed his pants all throughout Alberta, Tucker Carlson. Look at that little pissy pants. He, little, he figured little out a way to get attention. Yeah. And, and I know that's and money while he's not that's photoshopped. We Might should be. probably point that out. <laughs> Honestly, he's figured out a way to rile up a group of people. Yeah. That are angry and they're getting angrier. Well, and he tags into it and he's a leader of that culture. Can I tell you why he came to Alberta? Can I tell you why? Because I know. I know. You're telling me that he wouldn't have drawn a crowd in Ontario. We're going to have that discussion. Similar crowd. Maybe. I think, no, I think he's going to draw a crowd everywhere. Sorry. Yeah. I like my point I'm, I'm trying to make is whether there was seven, there's 7,500 or 8,000 people there to, to Lachlan's point though, it is dangerous that, that it it's like, dangerous. it is dangerous uh, that <clears throat> that message is being like, we're sold out and there's this many people. It's like, but my point to that though, Lachlan is if it was, really a thing i know there's eight thousand people and who can afford twelve hundred dollars a ticket i mean if it was 50 bucks a ticket 40 bucks a ticket this you know there might be a, a bit of an interesting conversation here but they didn't do three nights at rogers they didn't do the, the, the he didn't do forty five thousand people it it was eight and it was and the message that's going out is like we're rising and we're and we're we're, we're 
we're we're going to take back Canada, and I mm. and I, it's very dangerous. It's so it is dangerous. That should be the conversation, you know but not how on, many people on. showed up. Hang the on. fact that this how is even happening, they tie together no. though. How many people showed up is important and how they showed up and what they paid and if they paid and where the tickets were bought, because everything is getting papered in that movement this day. To your point, mm-hmm. you know, that died suddenly movie papered, you know, the Jim Caviezel movie where the the, the guy made the, the human trafficking. Sh- I can't remember the name of it. Uh, human trafficking thing. And then he sound got arrested. For like, yes, yeah, sound of freedom. And then he got arrested for human trafficking shortly after that. They're like, it's a sellout all over the world. It, again, papered. People were just buying online. This event was papered because there is not support, wide support for this kind of individual or this kind of rhetoric, this kind of white supremacy, this kind of hatred, uh, other than in the desire of your politicians that run that province. Now, let me tell you why they brought Tucker Carlson to town, and then we'll get to some of the content, and then we'll let Brent split, because I know he's busy. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you why. This is why he did it. Tucker Carlson is the second most important lightning rod in mega. Mm-hmm. Second most. Now, the number one guy is Donald Trump, without question. Right. And there's rumors that he's going to be the VP for Donald Trump. Rumors. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, it makes me laugh every time because, like I said, the guy comes to Alberta and just pisses his pants. It's not enough. That's That's not Photoshop. Although, I I got to say this. If I wore khakis like that, I'd probably be get caught with a pee stain at least (laughs) twice a day. (laughs) Terrible idea. So, anyway, (laughs) Marlena Kolodnicki, Danielle Smith, is a hard core maple mega person she's a she's mega through and through if she could she'd live in the state she hates canada she loves what america does she wants alberta to become part of canada she's made no bones about it that she's all about privatization free enterprise no 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 dude she is and so she's a member of that cult she's a member of that movement she wants the same thing in the united in canada that that tucker carlson's people want in the united states so what better way to insulate yourself from the onslaught of hatred for being the complete moron you are than to bring the second in command of MAGA to town with his 11 and a half million followers, give him hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell your sad story about your province that's being beat up by Canada and Trudeau and all the gays and all the all the brown people and all the immigrants. What a what an incredible stroke of marketing genius on behalf of David Parker from Take Back Alberta, Danielle Smith, and every sycophant who supports that man and his rise to being the second in command of the white supremacy movement in this what we call North America. Because that's exactly why she did it. She knew, and those people knew, David Parker knew, you want to get under the skin of people, you bring you bring uh, Tucker Carlson to town, and you have him do things like call the prime minister's office to tell him he's coming to liberate Canada. This is so what stupid. he put. Now I'm going to wa- watch this. This is what he put on his social media for people. Watch. This is. Yes, hi. I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it's Tucker Carlson calling from the United States. And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. It's all theater. 
Every prize fight needs a heel and a face. <laughs> you know that from wrestling. But it worked because the entire government of Canada was like, we can't believe he's here. And I'm like, whatever, dude, relax. The guy pissed his pants. He's Mr. Pissy Pants. Like, Can I tell you a quick Mr. little story? No, not right now. Brent, Brent but before I do, though, do you have anything else you want to add? I do need to tell you this story. Dean, I think you're going to I don't, I don't know it. if I want your... Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm good. You go ahead. I, yeah, tell your little story. So full of I, little stories. The, the, the flat, earth, little, sometimes the flat earth Society was, was coming to town. And um, so we have a little person on the locker room. His name is James P. White. He's four feet tall. So we we did a paper mache of the globe and like of the earth. And we wanted to dress him up and take him to the Flat Earth Conference. And it was here for a weekend. And um, the tickets were like, like they were crazy expensive, like $300, $400 a piece. So we wanted to buy passes. And you could only buy the weekend passes. And we went to the boss and said, there's three of us on the show. We want to go and want to do some video of Jimmy walking around the Flat Earth conference with the globe on, right? And uh, they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not giving you the money for that. So we went on the air and we started a GoFundMe and we raised like 1500 bucks and we bought the tickets and went out for lunch. And we take Jimmy to the, to the Flat Earth Conference and we roll and tape. And there wasn't a lot of people there. Um, but there was enough and we made a bit of a scene. Doesn't matter what happened. There's video of, uh, up on the locker room, YouTube page, if you ever want to find it. But when we were there, we ended up running into a guy and, and he sort of took a bit of a shine to us. He thought that what we were doing was kind of funny, even though he was part of the, the flat earth society. And as it stands, he was actually a, a, a guy that was brought up to speak and he um, he has a YouTube channel down in the States and everything like that. So I, I th- he knew we were a broadcaster. So he ended up coming out and, and having a meal with us. And we, we chatted. And I'm not going to say his name. I remember his name. But he admitted to me, he said, this whole thing is a scam. I'm like, what? He goes, nobody believes this shit. We put these conferences on and we make a killing. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And that's, that's all it. this is. That's it. That is, it's, you nailed it. That is exactly this it. It is. is. Like, I'm going to troll. So, and it's a ma- doesn't diminish, but it no, doesn't diminish the fact that there's a problem. It is. I totally get it. But what I'm saying is, and you nailed it, that's part of it, right? Part of it is that they want to convince everybody this movement's massive and get out the way. Look out. Here comes Tucker the made money. Mega. You know how much you made? Theo made money. $1.4 million. Tucker Carlson. Two nights, two shows he couldn't sell out. And there's Theo Fleury and Jamie Saleh doing fucking backflips in the aisle going, this is incredible because all it does is justify their miserable existences. And here's the other thing. It's a money grab. That's all it is, man. Yesterday, I've got a couple hundred thousand people on Twitter between two accounts. I'm like, hey, I want to talk to anybody. And I'll give you full access. Anybody who went to Tucker Carlson. I asked several people who went. Lachlan asked some people who went, will you come on the show just to tell us what you heard? Talk about the experience. What did every single one of them say? No, no, not a chance. Not only no, two of the people I said today, I was like, you think I'm going to fucking serve myself up for you? And I'm like, yeah, if you're proud of going and if you think that your $1,200 is well I'd spent, like to think and you'll be you- proud enough to come on my show and go, here's what my hero said. But they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, 
well, what are you embarrassed for? And it goes back to the convoy, which, by the way, might come back again. Goes to the convoy where it's like, I donated to the Give, Send, Go. I can't believe you put up my name. I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you be proud of that? If you're so proud of this yeah. stance you have and the position you have and what you're doing and supporting this guy, why are you embarrassed to talk about it or to tell people? That's would? an interesting part of this conversation because I, I know a guy that went and I was I was texting back and forth with him. And I, I, I won't say his name because he basically told me to pound sand, but but I, I was trying to goad him into coming on. And, and at one point during the, the, the text exchange, I was like, ah, you're a snowflake. And then it got kind of got ugly and then it got mean. But I, I wanted to have a conversation with somebody legit, a, a legit conversation with somebody about what it is that they believe yeah. without, without making fun of them. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, I think we all sort of live in this world where there's these extremes and there's these weird things going on. Um, and like Tucker Carlson coming to town, taking $1.4 million out of our province to speak for, for four hours to just to rile up a crowd. That's asinine. That is so insane that that's happening. What did they accomplish people? What did they accomplish? Absolutely nothing. But why what are is. people so mad? That's the more interesting part of this. Because he's a racist. And he's a piece of shit, and he hates immigrants. I go, I go the other way. I think, I, I, I don't even know if people are mad, Locke. I, I, the thing is, is more the rhetoric that's coming out is that that it's this massive movement, and Trudeau's going to lose by a landslide, and it's going to be this. You know, we're it's going to be MAGA. Can what what's it called, Dean? It's like MAGA Maple Canada, MAGA. Or, Maple or, MAGA, Maple MAGA, or whatever it's going to be. I think um, you actually coined that, Dean. <laughs> But I, but I mean, I travel a substantial amount. I was in, I was in, I don't know, 40 countries last year. I'm in, I'm in America right now. Uh, Lock on to your point about trying to have people have regular conversations. I travel with a hundred people at a time. And it's suffice to say that, you know, it's maybe 50, 50 split or you're, you know, 70, 30 or whatever, depending on, on, on the situation. But I, I, I generally, generally like to think that it's a relatively 50, 50 split based on what we're seeing in the world. And I'm having normal conversations with people and I'm asking questions about what they, what's going to fix it because everyone's like, Pierre Poupou is going to fix it. You guys call him PP. I call him Poupou. Pierre Poupou is going to fix it. It's like, no, he's not going to fix it. He's not yeah. going to fix it. Like not knowing it's, it's not whether Trudeau's in there and I'm not a Trudeau guy either. I, I, I am, I'm about a boot, whatever, very Canadian right now, but I am about, you know, just making, uh, my situation, my house, like where I live and in my, my area, that's all we can really control. So the rest of this, to your point, it's all, it's all rhetoric. It's all whatever. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be a a majority for anybody. It's not going to be a majority for anybody. Whether people gets in or not, he's still not going to get anything done because I just don't think there's enough. It's very frustrating for me to travel around and see this. And also the fact that the rest of the world could give two fucks what's going on in North America, by the way. The more you travel, the more you get out of your head, the more you get offline, the more you get into people's faces. People don't the, care. There about are what no we're conversations doing. like this. Like everybody's mm-hmm. like, and you know what? You talk to anybody in real life, IRL, right? In real life. And they all hate Tucker Carlson. I don't know one single person. I've never talked to a person who's like, Such a you know what? I, I, I really like that guy. I'm like, 
course you don't. Nobody does. Everybody hates him. To to the Brent's point, it's all performative, right? This is all for clips. This is all for like, how do we get people to think Alberta's rising up in the face of Canada? How do we make our country look? And and if you got eleven point two million subscribers on Twitter, and if you're Tucker Carlson, man, you can charge whatever to go there and curate any kind of narrative that exists. It's all bullshit, and all that shit's bullshit. That's why the amount of people that went, who paid, and if it was papered, is important. That's why it's an important part of the conversation. Do we think that Pierre Pupo is going to bring the cost of groceries down? No, he can't. Um, I... But, I, and I'm I, asking this. I'm asking this I don't for, think for everybody will. that I know. It's it's a it's a that's the core of it. People forget the difference between federal and provincial issues. That's the thing that's very frustrating to me. It's like we have a we have a problem. Yes, it's but it's also very expensive in Portugal. Everybody, it's also mm-hmm. extremely uh, uh, expensive in South Africa. It's it's very expensive in India. All the places that I've been, and people are like I don't give a shit. That's them. That's not us. Sure, but it's just as expensive here it's expensive everywhere around the world it's not just a canada problem it's everywhere around the world and every yeah. leader of every single thing is balancing the same shit so you can't sit there and go well pierre's gonna fix everything he might fix one or two things and trump might fix one or two things and this person might fix one or two things but we still have a problem in our neighborhoods you know it's got to yeah. start there so I, I think i think what ends up happening when you're talking about politics and you're talking about whatever issues we're dealing with inflation housing costs homeless immigration whatever it is it's easy to put horns on somebody and it's a lot easier just to say i am sick of this justin trudeau government this liberal government has screwed us right um, and and what ends up happening, I think, is we stop we 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 stop realizing what the core issues are, and we just we've we've made him the villain, and it's just easy that way. And some people are so mad. Like I I think we need a change of government because I think eight years of Justin Trudeau and the Liberals is enough. I'm very concerned about the replacement. And what ends up happening is. You get the the government that we have, there's levels of corruption and they do things a certain way, right? And they're lining the pockets of their, their, their friends and their families and themselves. They just do it one way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everyone mm-hmm. goes, they're corrupt and they, and they are right. There's corruption in this government and big business is taking advantage that is tied to the liberal government is taking advantage of the last eight years. If PP gets in power, there'll be just as much corruption. He will just do it differently. And he'll just, it, it'll come from a different place. Yeah. So, what, so yeah, what we're but, dealing but with. We won't have a complete fucking embarrassment, like not having any understanding of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms doing international policy, acting as our figurehead, too. So are you telling me that Justin Trudeau thing. isn't embarrassing? Not in the last couple of years. First six were real tough. The though, internet will do the work. Funny outfit. Yeah, for sure. And the internet will do the work on yeah, our yeah. behalf. Yes. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter to who gets in on either side. The internet will do the work. But. You know, uh, uh, when I said like the rest of the world doesn't care about what's happening in North America, it's the same thing with Ontario with the with Ford with the with the green belt, which I know is old news, but that doesn't affect me in British Columbia. What affects me in British Columbia is my is my my grocery bill in British Columbia, but that's an Ontario problem. It's it's just the difference between federal and provincial, and 
it's driving me a little bonkers that that what the people are uneducated and don't understand the difference between federal municipal and provincial politics it's just the people think that it's like in in america and it's anywhere it's like well we're gonna put that person in everything's gonna change yeah yeah it's the wrong way to approach it they're all criminals the the interesting thing about it too right like you're looking at we're we're basically a two-party country i mean yes we have an ndp and and but i mean come on let's be honest it's liberals and conservatives, and that's what's going to happen. We're probably going to put a conservative government in power this next time around. I think Justin and the liberals are in trouble, um, and and I think it 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 it. The thing is, we're still going to be embarrassed by our leader. I mean, look at PP. Oh yeah, dude, want, he's an embarrassment before he even gets there. I mean, <laughs> I isn't the feeling that I, he's not going to be the guy anyways by the time it's all done. Yeah, maybe. I don't care. Brent, I just I, I just I enjoy think the you show, really want you know. I think you really don't want him to be the leader. I I think I think people need to be I think if you're that bothered by PP, you better really do some self talk in the next in the next year uh, because it's I, coming. We're I think it's get coming. Of- I think it's coming as well. But I, I I'm just saying it's like, like to everyone that's like that's like jumping on a on a on a soapbox. I don't think that that's gonna. Be, he's not the answer, Brent. but he's not no. the. But the answer is like he's the replacement. We right. we. We we don't vote in somebody that's worthy of the job. What was your thing that you said before, Locke, about how we vote in Canada? We yeah we we don't, don't vote, vote people, people in. in. Vote people we vote out. people out. We vote yeah. people out. We don't. Vote We've people never out. voted anybody in. We just we're done with the guy that's there, and we're so angry that we think that the next best option is the guy with the glasses and the. <sighs> and then we make a t- and then we make a terrible mistake, and we're like, oh my god, we're stuck like this for four years. I saw a road rage incident like this online the other day. And it's it, it's a great analogy for what we're talking about, which is like, hey, you can be real tough, you know, you 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 can you can tell you can pretend to be something you're not until the pushback comes. This incident made me laugh my ass off. This happened in Ontario. I want to play this for you. Gentleman makes the terrible decision to get out of his car with his entire family and confront another motorist in a road rage incident. Now. I live by one modicum when it comes to road rage. Always know who you're up against before you get out of the car. <laughs> Let's watch this together. Who? <laughs> you're the one driving like I'm not an driving. idiot. She's got the fucking phone. I have the phone. I, I you on the phone. I have to take a picture okay. finger up. Oh, fuck you, man. Fuck you, you bitch. Don't fucking take my fucking get picture. Get the fuck away from my car, buddy. Okay. Before I fuck... Get the fuck away, buddy. Oh, you want to fuck around? Baby, don't. You want to fuck around, you little fucking... Uh, <laughs> one dude getting all aggressive is five foot three. He gets after a motorist who gets out, and he's like, "I've had enough of this shit." He's six ten and enormous. Enormous. Did you see the look on the little guy's face when the guy got out? He stopped, stepped back, and then his wife looked at him like, "Don't." He's don't get don't. the car. Shut the fuck Start up. Start the car. We made a bad decision. <laughs> this has been a terrible decision. I, I give that kid, that man's that kids. Kid. The kids, the kids jumped out. They knew that their old man was about to just. Oh, dude, did you see the kid grab the the giant guy's arm at the end and basically look at him and go, "Thank you for not murdering my dumb please, dad." Please, <laughs> please get back in your car. My dad's an idiot. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like 
I watched that road rage, rage incident, and it's like you can pretend to be anything you want until you don't know what you're up against, right? And there are a lot of people in this country, like a ton of people in this country, who know what Pierre Polyev is all about. They know they're they're already tuned in. They don't care. They're just sitting here lying and wait. So when you talk about him maybe coming, dude, wait wait till October of next year. Wait till 2025 because I'm telling you. Uh, this country is going to answer the bell. We're going to be the people that actually appreciate democracy, no matter what happens in the United States, even though the Donald Trump. And by the way, for breaking news, Donald Trump is now eighty three point three million dollars poorer. Uh, Judge Kaplan's jury came that? back with an award <laughs> yeah, for uh, raping and then defaming his victim, Eugene Carroll. Million. Yeah, Donald Trump. I'll just read this for you. $83.3 million decision. They awarded the author and columnist, who's $87.3 million for compensatory damages, $11 million to restore her reputation. <laughs> this is what I love. And $65 million in punitive damages for Trump's defamatory statements, the total amount, which needs to be paid ASAP, $83.3 million. Now, here's the really cool part of that whole thing. And this is what I love. I love it when stuff like this happens to good people. I don't know E. Jean Carroll, but the, the, the guy has just destroyed her over the past little bit. On top of raping her, is that he was found guilty of rape. These were the damages that she was supposed to give, but he couldn't shut the fuck up. Couldn't stop talking. So he traditionally would only be out 18 million, 18.3, but they upped that to 83.3 million on the idea that he's been bragging in depositions that he's worth at least 10 billion. So they took a deposition of him bragging about how much money he's worth. And they applied that amount to what he has to pay E. Jean Carroll. So this dude's mouth just cost him 83 and a half million dollars. I think he'll ever pay it. Like he just, does she ever see a dime of it? That's the question. That's the Uh, sad part. I think so. I think you have to, I think it's, this is one of those like judge Kaplan, the guy in the case, this is one of those things where they're like, what are you going to do? Declare bankruptcy? What are you going to do? Because they will go after it. They will They will put liens on him. Judge Kaplan said that today. He's like, I'm not letting you get away with this. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Isn't that fucking crazy? $83.5 million. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about the, the, the Trump-Biden thing, right? And it was a pretty honest conversation between two people that are very torn about... Right. Because I, I think there's this sense down there that things aren't great right now and that Biden might be the reason why. And, and, and they were talking about the, the number of people coming over the border and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, I don't know if we can get another four years of this. Right. But then they were like, only in America can a guy with 91 indictments end up winning the, the head of the Republican Party and running for president again. Like only in the United States of America. And they were sitting there trying to come up with another country in the world where this would even be remotely possible. And they couldn't. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and I've, I keep saying this out loud when, when the Trump thing comes up, you can like him, you can hate him. You can, they are going to be studying this for a thousand years. If we don't blow ourselves up. Yeah. This is so bizarre. It's It's not even about the position anymore. No, it's not even about the position of president anymore. It's about the the message, and that's uh, that's a scary 
the, the scary part of it, which was why he got in initially. People were like, he spoke to the middle and no one else was speaking to the middle. And then fair enough. And I, I certainly travel with a, a substantial amount of people that live in that space. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, it's not even about the pres- presidency now. I think people would look like it's going to be four, eight. It's going to be like eight years, 12 years, regardless of who wins before. I feel like that, that office even settles down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's who's in waiting. You've got the people in waiting. I think they think that Vivek guy is going to end up being his, his, uh, his vice president. And then, but in the Canada, it's like, who's in waiting on both parties. Who's in waiting in America That's and, the problem. On, on, and who's in, who's in waiting. It's still going to be 12 years before I think that office even settles down. Yeah. The other so, issue, Brent, isn't necessarily whether or not you like this guy or don't like that guy, or you lean one way or the other. The other issue is that, we are not putting our best foot forward politically. It's a nightmare. It, and, and no one wants to get into politics anymore. They're having a hard time finding people to run because it, the, for the first time ever. Maybe politics took all the good ones out of radio. Maybe that's, maybe that's what happened. For the first time ever in the city of Edmonton. And this is, I, I heard this. This, is a, this might be a rumor, but... They go home with security. The city councilors and the mayor of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Dude, you know why? Security guards. You know why they do now is because some kid named Bazani. This was before. Savar, well, this was before that, Dean. Probably. Probably. I mean, because they get threatened. But you had a shooting at City Hall four days yes. ago. You had some psycho go in there to end woke disease, which is why Carlson showed up. Tucker Carlson showed up. To talk about defending yourself and your country against wokeism. And then there's this dude who's in his early 20s. His name's Bazani Savar. And he goes into City Hall with a couple of assault weapons and a couple of Molotov cocktails. And he shoots the place up in the name of woke diseases. Wokeism disease. And corruption. Dude. Corruption. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 politicians here, same thing. MPs. You know, some of these people can't even be at home. There's a, a sitting senator the other day that literally left her house because a politician put up a wanted sign about her, like a Canadian senator left her house. Andrew Shear did it. Um, like we don't live in these, we don't live in normal times. Dude, two years ago, um, to this, to this, almost to the day, I had police showing up at my house from Toronto Police saying, "You've got like a few hundred death threats that we need to look into," and I'm like, "What?" So yeah, and then someone claimed to be you threatened to shoot all the city councilors at Toronto City Hall. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, do you have this email address on Proton Mail? I'm like, no. No, dude, like it's the same people that put Tucker Carlson in Rogers. It's the same people that chase you around. It's the same people that call your radio show, tell you don't know nothing. It's the dummies. It's the it's the dummies that can't self-moderate, dude. And we do not have people who lead. Uh, culture. We we have people that hijack culture. We have people that hijack culture for votes, but we don't have people who are like, you know, we look up to to go, hey, listen, and they do it for money. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's and it's a secular, circular, cyclical thing that's been happening in politics and media for years, like years and how, years and years. Oh, yeah. How does it how do we how does it get fixed? Too smart, um, too, smart, to, too smart guys on here. I've yeah. never I've never met. Two. I don't think I've met. There's three people on this thing. Did you say there's two smart guys here? Yeah, so the, which um, one's the ones left on the guys on that side. That You guys are smart dudes. <laughs> so uh, you guys are smart dudes. Uh, my my thing is, is uh, 
I've never met anybody who switched uh, their be- their their beliefs on that side of it. You might have people that m- might end up more in the middle or or uh, whatever. But I right now, especially, there's like you're all the way on both on one side or the other, and um, I just I am very I, I have no idea how this gets fixed. And it's all, I think, it's all over the world. It's I all think, over the world. I think people have to just start having conversations. And and that's why I get a little twitchy when we do podcasts like this, where we, where we're mocking that, that, that side of, of the beliefs. What you could do, dude, there's nothing else. No, to do. I disagree, Dean. I disagree. You and I have, we're not, we're never going to see eye to eye on this. I like, I didn't want to bring somebody on that went to the Tucker Carlson thing to make fun of them. I wanted to have a legit conversation with them. I didn't want to like, and, and you're, you're aggressive Dean and you're frustrated and, and sometimes That's rude quite often, quite often that, that what's happening is it's inflaming that side, right? Well, okay. It, let me it, ask you a question. You you tell me we're inflaming that side by mocking the ridiculousness. Like that whole Tucker Carlson thing was ridiculous. The tweets that it, I get from Tucker Carlson fans calling me a pedo to go suck Justin's dick, all this other stuff. Like I ignore. I'm not saying 90, that they're wrong. On, I ignore ninety nine percent of how they have ninety nine percent. The rest of it, the rest of it, which is so painfully in operation, which is so stupid, I can only laugh at them now. And when you tell me it's not helping, I don't give a shit. I don't think anybody else does. Like you know, it's it. I you do know, the whole thing about tolerance. Nah, I'm I know more, you do. I'm way more empathetic want... than you are. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know. That's you know what? You know. I I actually. Um, um, I listen to all, like all of them. I don't listen. I don't listen from the standpoint. I can't wait to listen to Tucker Carlson. What I do is I'm like, what did he talk about today? Like on his show or what did yeah. Vivek talk mm-hmm. about in an interview? What does Megan uh, talk about? I want to know what they're talking about. And on the surface, it comes off as like some of the, some of it comes off as like, Hey, we're, we just want this to change. We just want this to change. And you're like, okay, there seems to be, like this underlying it's like but it's we don't want to say that because we're gonna you know it's just easier to 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 rile people up and, and poke the bear and on the I, I try to listen to all of them because i'm out here and i got nothing but time so i try to listen to every single thing that people are saying i watch bill maher uh chris coma i watch all these guys and listen to the people that they're talking to in the conversations that they're having um and the, the common theme is always we need change and freedoms and our, and we got to take our countries back. And I'm like, yeah. from what I always say from what, and it, no one ever has that answer. It's just, we need to take it back and Dude. no one ever has the answer. I'm in Oklahoma right now. Big business who is, are is sending a shit ton away. of like national guard troops to Texas. Okay. To support Greg Abbott, because there's this fight between Greg Abbott and the, and the president and the president wants to like federalize the, the national guard or whatever it is. So they have to answer to the president. So all the other States around are sending their national guard in and doing a whole thing. And that's what I was talking about earlier, the difference between federal provincial, whether it be federal or state. And there's this massive, massive, like, like, like pissing match between the, the, you know, these States. And it very much reminds me of like, what's happening in Canada where whether it was it used to be Quebec against this against the rest of the country now it's Alberta against the rest of the country they're just never there's no, never a fucking Dean, there's Brent. never a fucking moment there's never a fucking moment where we're all around a table going that was 
remember that? That was kind of fun. Or that was kind of fun. It's just, it's nuts. And, and like, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, it's nuts, dude. It is nuts. And, and, it, but it's strategically nuts on behalf of I the do people it on that are doing this. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah. You've got every state that is run by reds and every, every province that is run by conservatives up here, every GOP state, every conservative state, every conservative province has one goal and one goal only. And it ain't the people of the province. It's to be as derelict as humanly possible to shut down United States, to shut down Canada, to make Canada, the United States look like shit so that they look like a healthy alternative. No, dude, I'm telling you, this is the truth, is that federal parties that are not in power are getting assists from state and provincial parties who are. And their goal is to continually, continually be a thorn in the side of federal politicians who they do not share party affiliation with. And the goal is to get their federal partner in there so that they can collude together. That's what happens with the Liberal Party. To make That's more what money. happens. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it 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 crosses both aisles. Yeah. We're seeing the militarization of it to the detriment the of States. Canadians and Americans. No, it's happening here too. Dude, it's happening in Alberta. You guys took it in the face. Do you know how stupid Alberta looks today because of what went on there the last weekend? It was ridiculous. Like 24th, 25th, you've got Tucker Carlson in town. You bring a white supremacist, second in command of the MAGA movement. And it's like, oh, my God, this is not Canadian. That's not a representation of this whole thing. No, problem. but that I whole goal. But, dude, that. like, like he went off. Tucker Carlson went off on Christian Freeland, made a bunch of gay jokes about Justin Trudeau being in the closet, uh, and then went after Canada like it is the shithole he thinks he is. And the people in that province applauded him wildly. They were like this. The people in those arenas applauded him wildly. And so the whole goal. We've already talked about how all that few there were. The federal government. Yeah, not many. A few thousand. Not many. Yeah. And then, then like only a couple thousand paid. Everybody else got free tickets because Dale bought a whole bunch. So <laughs> so how does Tucker end up with $1.4 million in his jeans when he gets back on the flight, flies into Colorado? I don't know. Like, I'm going to ask. Um, that, gonna money ask came, that money came from somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. It came so, from businesses I, who promised it, who yep. who have a vested interest in keeping Danielle Smith in power. Yep. It came from the oil and gas industry. So there's a there's there's corruption. There's corruption oh, yeah. on that side, just, and there's corruption just, with the with the government that we have in power right now. Let's just right? figure out a way to make uh, uh, French fries not nine dollars a bag. Okay. Well, that'd and, be nice. And and, and that's and too, we've talked about chicken. that on the show quite a bit. And and every time they haul the 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 billionaire like grocery store. Uh, magnets into Congress to chastise them. Every time they leave, they get on the phone with each other and like, let's just make it worse. You're yeah. embarrassing millionaires. Jack up the price of liver. Yeah, they're <laughs> not. It's just all for show. And the funny thing is, is the people that are sitting in front of them can actually make regulations and decisions. They can pass things through Parliament that would force these companies to bring down the price of groceries, and they don't. So instead. They make a big deal out of sitting them down in a room with cameras and saying, you, the, the, what are you doing to make sure that the price of groceries comes down? And every time they leave that room, because they get madder and madder, they come on, they get on the phone with each other and go, all right, what are we doing this week? All right, let's fuck them with chicken. Double the you know price I mean? of like, bread. <laughs> honestly. But Poopoo was right. Poopoo has been tweeting like crazy about yeah, how he's it's not like, going to do anything to no, fix it. That's what I'm saying. He's too, like the, the, the cost of Justin Trudeau's Canada and groceries. It's like, okay, fix it then. Get Do something well, and be like, milk, milk is $3. 
the whole time I'm going to be in milk's three bucks and the whole time I'm in uh, ground beef is going to be three bucks. That's it. And we're going to, this is what we're going to do. And if, if he, if he does that, Bullshit. right. Then you he'll know be the savior of the world. Is, I keep they saying, say I keep, I keep saying to Dean, the one thing that you've got to give PP and the conservatives credit for is they have been on point with their messaging. Because when you have conversations with people in the bar in Alberta, when you're sitting over a pint of beer, the talk about inflation and the price of things, and then the connection between that and politics, the conservative party seems to be by far and away. And I just, I, I just shake my head. It's so stupid. You, they're not going to do anything. They're no, going to they be in the pockets of somebody. Well, and here's the great part about that too, is that, that, that you know, to bring, they've point, convinced the public. Are- they're, Dean, they're, they have convinced well, the public that they're going to bring the price of groceries down. That they bring, they're going to bring the price of groceries down. They've actually confused the public on purpose because if you understand anything about inflation, greedflation, shrinkflation, market economy, shipping costs, all that other stuff, if you understand anything about it, you know that everything that has to do with inflation and housing, supply and demand, grocery stores, has to do with commerce. Greed, commerce, monopolies, oligopolies, right? Speculation and supply and demand. And those are all provincial things. They have nothing to do, nothing to do with the federal government. Not in Alberta. Everything is Justin's (laughs) fault. Please make that that distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did some good work today. The the price of electricity, the price of groceries. Everything. Everything is Justin's fault, Dean. Don't you know better? The most common question I get uh, touring is, "What's my favorite part of the world to travel in? What's my favorite part of, of favorite country I've ever gone to, and all the rest?" Of and it? who has the best hookers? No, I mean that's a. I mean, I'm pretty confident everyone's just defaulting to Amsterdam on that. Romania is pretty good too. I will tell you this: is that my first answer is Canada, home. Vancouver is one of the most beautiful spots in the place in the world, and people fly here to get what we get what we have or fly there. I'm not there. I know to get what we have and don't ever forget it because until you're standing like that's what uh, I say all the time outside of a, of, of a cafe and a rocket flies over your head and bombs mm. the store next to you. Right. Uh, tell me again about your fucking freedoms because yeah. it's and, driving, and you know what, because Brent, uh, it's driving me bonkers. You, you have to keep saying that kind of stuff out loud. And, 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 and you know what, um, regardless of your political stance, um, I, and, and I'm not happy with, with the, the cost of living. I mean, we're, we're, my wife and I do really well, but we were check to check. And I'm like, I, I keep telling my wife, I'm like, how much money do we make? Like, why is this, why are we never getting ahead? And well, we're because you own 43 rental properties and you're like a slumlord. That's why. Okay. We are not getting ahead. I'm going to have to work. Like, I hope you like me, Edmonton. Yeah. I'm going to be on the air until so I'm 87. Because <laughs> I'm assuming there's still going to be radio by then. I yeah, can't. There won't yeah. Be. So yeah. Ready, yeah. Why do you think I'm podcasting with Dean? Eventually, yeah. he's going to have to start paying me. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I think that's a good way to put a bow on this conversation. And, and I'm glad you brought it up. And, yeah. and I'm glad it's coming from somebody that has traveled all over the, all over the world. What did you say? You were in 40 countries last year? Yes. And I just missed Israel. I just missed Tel Aviv by two and a half weeks. And prior to that, I was sitting there talking to, to the staff 
you know, about what the, the political landscape was like. And I, they showed me a video of the dome stopping rockets yeah. and all, and all the rest of it. And then also showed me a video uh, of them, got a pretty of, good. of them hanging out at a store eating food. And then the nightclub, be, like four stores down gets hit with a rocket. So picture everybody you were at Lee's palace in Toronto, or you're at uh, the West Edmonton mall and you're just enjoying some time with your family and a rocket takes out the club two doors down uh, I, again I, I know it's a bigger thing than this but i just i uh i want groceries to come down like everybody else we live in a beautiful spot we are nice people we still have a very great reputation for being some of the the best people in the world it's not a tyrannical dictatorship it's and it's and it's there's some problems they well need to put. be fixed and yeah, i well put. i and 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 just you know we're very fucking the fuck lucky. out I want to tell everybody to chill the fuck out today. Yeah, everybody chill out. Go get Lachlan, the average age of uh, retirement is 77, or sorry, uh, the average uh, male death age is 77, and the average retirement age is 67. So what the fuck are we doing with our time? Just mm. go out there and live it. Okay? Yeah. I yeah. have a fuck. feeling I might not be able to get to retirement at 67, so I might actually have one year of retirement before I die. <laughs> 76? And I get there. Anyway, Brent, great to see you. Uh, Do Did Will is the name of your podcast. Download, subscribe wherever you get your fine podcasts. It's a good one. He talks to people that have done a great job that are really good at what they do. And uh, he gets right into their grill, too. And it's a tremendous podcast. Tried to get me on it, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) I don't think you should, actually, because you've done nothing of note. Not like some of the people he has on his show. I can't believe. Well, I'm thinking exactly. about starting. I'm, st- I'm thinking about starting seven minute episodes in a little while. So, uh, Lachlan, you can come on and just be like, I was <laughs> in radio. I left on oh, radio. You'll get, you'll get this. seven minutes. You'll get the preamble for one quick story. That's yeah. what you'll yeah. get in seven minutes. Lachlan, I want you to come on the show. Come on. You've done. Things. I know. I know. I you just, I things. hate the whole. What have you done? It's, and I did it's this. Not, and... It's not. It's a teaching moment. Yeah, you're sharing your your what you've learned along. Have the you way been on it? Who want to get there? No, not yet. He hasn't invited. See, then fuck you. I haven't invited me. you. I'm always I'm always getting the well. There's some stuff to talk about. Then I'll get Dean's yeah, like I'll, me. I'll get you. <laughs> we don't like to talk about what we've accomplished because we're embarrassed about what we've been doing. Dean was <laughs> under the uh, Dean was on the old incarnation. Yeah, he will be on the new incarnation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes. but you've been, you haven't invited me, and you invited him. So hey, Brent, I've done Jesus way more than Christ. him. I'm Brent, way, I'm way more famous than he is. You're totally more famous than me. Yeah, I mean, duh. I got a much bigger hog, but <laughs> hey, Brent, yeah. um, can you help Dean and I get Zach Bryan tickets? <laughs> uh, can, we, no. can we not do this say on no. air? Can we, say not, no. can we not? Do Just this say no if if you air. can't, because I've got a I've got a I got a line out to Warner. Let me uh, call a person. We'll see okay. what we got. Going right. on. You don't have to. You don't let have me, to. And I shouldn't have brought it up on the a, podcast. Let me call a person. I hate it when you do this. I, you know, radio I, guys I'm are the okay worst. People, I'm okay when somebody says no. Go pound you're sand. I'm not awful. doing that for you. You're awful. Hey, let me this look at some. Let me look at some options. Let me talk to some people. Put this guy on the spot for free Zach Bryan tickets for you and myself would be really nice if and you and nineteen get other four. people that I'll get a list about. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, the Cryer Media is going to come down, and yeah, next oh, thing I, know, I, gonna, I, I love believe this. you're putting him in a position to give us at least four to six box seats for the upcoming Zach Bryant show this summer. At the I don't need game. box seats. Uh, uh, 
I, can you <laughs> let me work here, please? Can you not okay. fuck this up? All right. Yeah. And backstage passes. And no. Passes to I don't want to meet love, him. I don't want to ruin it. I love everyone's. Everyone's like. So the 80s thing is still rolling around. Can you get me backstage? What do you want to see? You want to see a, 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 a roadie no. reading a book? And then you want to see some Brent. not great catering? Or what, what yeah, do you want? You want to see the craft table? You want to see some wires and some amps? No problem. But and people Brent, are going to be swinging many, off the thing. How many, times, how many times a day do you, you get asked for tickets? It must just piss you off. No, I mean, it's sort of like, I, I don't really any anymore per se. Unless it's like, you know, when Taylor announced Taylor Swift announced her thing, I just put no on my Facebook, just the word no. <laughs> so I just said no. And have it, you guys I, seen the Taylor got Swift? A, it, it got a lot of it got a lot of play because people were like, "Okay, we understand." Yeah, but, yeah. Did you have you guys seen the Taylor Swift AI pictures? No, the nudes. Uh, of course not. No, I was I've kind of shocked at how. One realistic they how do you know it's ai how do you know it's realistic time to go you've never seen her naked i know but say that. didn't it like listen i got a she's picture suing of me the company she's suing the company by the way that did those she, like, she's suing Twitter. and listen yeah i'm, I'm Twitter. good for her uh, yeah massive massively pro swift she's doing wonderful work yeah i think for many many people so like i think she's doing great stuff she's, she's quite awesome. a, she's quite an artist i don't get the level of popularity but it is what it is you know why well she got popular because of talent but number two don't steal her catalog oh yeah and then have revenge her is a revenge, revenge is a is, dish best served cold by taylor swift quite a little business oh, mogul yeah. too she's, she's like a, she's not she's, she's not she's not fooling around she's no. quite she's serious gonna inspire and she's going to she's going to absolutely break out a whole new group of music lovers and listeners and and uh, musicians and you name it because she's doing it live she's playing live she's playing as many songs as possible a lot of guitars are being bought so kudos there you go her. all right there you go i didn't know that lachlan had a taylor swift thing and yes i have seen the pictures and yes they're terrible <laughs> Let's get an AI. Like, let's get it. Let's can someone create an AI picture of Lachlan and Tucker? Um, you know what? In a there sweet is, embrace. There was there was one of me with um my face on Michael Phelps' body <laughs> that my wife has when I call, it comes up on her phone. So uh thanks for doing this, guys. Great to see you. Good to see Brent, you, fellas. You hey, did can well I... podcast, download sub the podcast. Of course, Lachlan, you you've run the show today. I don't see why we would separate ourselves from that at the end. Okay. I want to make a dedication. This is to my mom's uh, partner, yep. Carl, who passed away this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Carl and my mom were together for 20 plus years, and he was a very interesting man, very smart, um, and uh, and he will be missed. He uh, he got really sick just before Christmas, and mm. we just lost him. How's your mom? Is she okay? Ah, uh, she's not good. He was no. 63. Mm. young was really yeah really young yeah yeah so well i'm sorry, sorry man yeah. that's that's okay man i uh yeah. i needed a little distraction this afternoon so i appreciate the 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 distraction Cheers. thank you uh, dude it's always good to have you even though you basically i'm a pain in the ass thing over normally. and we're a huge pain <laughs> in the ass yeah 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 i love you uh and i'm sorry about carl and uh yeah. please wish your lovely mother all the best for us i will uh mm. and and you too i mean obviously it's a relationship in your life right yeah, you know yeah, he was a good guy. He was a good yeah. guy. 
Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen, all right. You guys uh, have all a good best. one. Good to see you, Brent. Brent. See you, Brent. See you guys. Brent Donnelly, do did will lock cross at Brent Donnelly. You can find him on Twitter at Brent Donnelly at Lachlan Cross on uh, Twitter as well. You can listen to Lachlan every single weekday morning. He's the host of the Locker Room Radio Show, 957 Cruise FM in Edmonton. That's where you can find him. It was a bit of a dog's breakfast today. But I do want to bring one thing up before I let you go. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Is came across this bad boy today. And if you're watching this on YouTube, Cryer Media on YouTube, Dean Blundell Show on YouTube, you can see it. Uh, it's a poster for the next Freedom Convoy. <laughs> Freedom Convoy 2.0, which was last summer, but whatever. Um, so it was like 2.2, maybe, or 3. I don't know which four. There's been a couple. They tried to get to Ottawa a couple months ago and ended up camping out at Farmer's Field, and everybody got botulism. But whatever. Maybe it's 2.5. I don't know. But uh, the Freedom Convoy 2.0 is apparently February 27th, 2024 in Ottawa. Um, they want to plan better this time. So they have a couple sponsors, Suicide Prevention in the United States, which is a lie. I've contacted them. They don't know anything about this, but that's the American number for suicide prevention. So keep that handy if you're in the States and you're feeling sad. Um, they've got a truck. They've got a, a what looks to be a tractor, some really cool all lives matter stuff, some unity and peace, and some, I don't know, a bunch of different colored fists to denote that they're not racist, I guess. All humanity arise, it says. Ottawa, Freedom Convoy 2.0. It's one of the worst fucking photos I've ever seen in my life. That was a terrible poster. If you guys are going to be taken seriously this time, you need better posters. You need real graphic cards. No MS paint. Don't get a piece of construction paper and take a picture of it like you did there and say, this is our poster, we're coming back. You want people to take you seriously as convoyers. You want to follow up last two years ago's Bananarama. You need better editors, graphic designers. Just a quick pro tip. Have a great day. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. As always, brought to you by our friends at Cantorque. Uh, they make rugged, hardworking torque wrenches, Canada's leading industrial tool experts. Uh, they're on the podcast tomorrow with Colin. So you're going to listen to Colin talk about resilience and how he got into the business uh, from the worst day in his life to where he is now, 20 years as Canada's leading industrial tool expert uh, out of Edmonton, Ontario, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Pardon me. Uh, beautiful people in Alberta, most of you. Uh, that's where Cantorque is. Uh, and he does this for heavy machinery around the world. Doesn't matter what it is. Leading industrial tool experts, giving you the very best in sales, service, rentals, calibration, and more. Uh, from tool rentals and repairs to custom fabrication of a bolting solution that you need. They do everything, and they are the best in the world at it. So if uh, you're in heavy machinery, mining, nuclear, doesn't matter. If you need a torque wrench that they just don't make, these guys do. And they make it for you. Go to cantork.com for more information today as well. Thanks to our friends at Emily and uh, Riley, Muse on the Mic, musemassagespa.com. Check them out today. Download their podcast. It's called Muse on the Mic. It's got a Patreon podcast as well. Uh, and it gets juicy. I'm not going to lie to you. These are two entrepreneurs, sex advocates, sexologists. Uh, they own the premier body rub parlor in this beautiful country of ours, 1290 Finch Avenue West, Unit 13, Toronto, Ontario. Musemassagespa.com. Go there today and check them out. Or you can download their podcast as well and check them out at patreon lovely ladies advocates for the industry advocates for sex workers and their sexologists who want to educate and entertain with their podcast muse on the mic check them out today 
And, of course, brought to you by Gitch, engineered for any level of performance. Canada's number one boxer brief with a pouch in the front, bigger for men because they're designed and made in Canada. Uh, and they're made for every level of performance. You can walk, run, or sprint through your day in barely their fabric. Super soft, keeping you cool with moisture-wicking action. Luxurious modal. You'll never want to take them off. Uh, and they've got a bunch of colors, and you can get a free pair when you order three or more. You go to edsfineimports.com. Gitch3 is your promo code. And if you give them your email address, another 15% off your entire purchase. Clothing for men and boys. They've got footwear, accessories, different brands, wedding packages, gift cards. And, of course, Gitch, Canada's number one luxury boxer brief. Check them out today. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow with Colin from Cantork. Thanks for paying attention to us today, and thanks for giving us your time. See you tomorrow. Bye. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on on the Dean Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy democracy is something something you do. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better... Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com and listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.